Hey everyone, this is Nikki Heaton, and you are listening to the fourth episode of Nikki Unfiltered. This episode is extra special because I have a super special guest joining me today, the beautiful and famous and super talented Veronica Heaton, who also happens to be my mama. I invited her on the show today to discuss all things concerning spirituality and consciousness, but primarily focusing on the topic of karma. So stick around if you want to hear more. Mama, I would like to um, thank you for being on the show tonight on my couch. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for letting me be here, Nikki. You're very welcome. Um, So first, before we dive into this topic of karma, I feel like it's kind of important to do a little preface because I feel like everyone knows what karma is. They're always saying karma's a bitch, things like that. But we were having a conversation earlier and a lot of it had to do, at least what I was saying, had to do with um, the concept of past lives. And, you know, me and you know what that means, but I feel like the majority of people might not know what that means or believe in it or things like that. And what's interesting is that up until about a year ago, I didn't really believe in past lives or think it was a thing. When people would talk about it, I thought they were kind of crazy. And I thought about it in terms of like, um, reincarnation, like coming back as a cat. And I thought that was kind of ridiculous, but I, as you know, I, um, got my certification, um, to do hypnotherapy. And part of that certification was learning about past lives. And, um, I just think it's so unbelievably interesting. And I a hundred percent believe in it now. I believe that, you know, this is, we don't just get one turn. We don't come down here once and it's either you did good or you did bad. You go to heaven, you, you go to hell. Like now that I understand past lives and all of these things and reincarnation, it makes so much more sense to me that, you know, we're all souls. We were all created and we're here to learn and to grow and to help people heal. And we come down here, we choose the lives that we're going to have. And, uh, you know, it's all like one big play and we're all actors and we're all playing these parts and we're here to learn and to grow. And if we don't figure it out in this life, well, we have to have another lesson in the next life. And there's so much more to it. I feel like we we could have a whole, a whole episode on just past lives, but I wanted to bring that into it because what we were talking about earlier definitely had something to do with it. So I guess one, what is your opinion on, on past lives? I really can't wrap my head around it. I, I, I get a little confused, um, but I can tell you from my own spiritual experiences that I've gathered that, um, well, first of all, we come here alone, we stand alone, and we leave. Um, we leave alone. Uh, when we die, we are on our own. Um, I truly believe that we have a purpose and a journey, and I, I think, for me anyway, wherever I came from, wherever before was, we had a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, We have choices today, and wherever tomorrow is going to be, the future, we're going to have choices again. And there is a definite journey. The one thing that I do believe about karma is it's the only thing in this life that is is, um, not constant. Because we can change it. 
We can change it. We have the power to change our karma at any point because we have choice. Um, so you don't believe that, say, like, you know, say you believe in past lives and in a past life you really just fucked someone over. Like you were like an, an emperor and you did a bunch of horrible things and say the emperor in that life really got away with it and didn't and just, you know, lived and did horrible things and then died and that was it. You don't think that in the next life he had, he came back and he had to deal with that karma? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, but, but let's talk about the present, rather, because it's hard for me to wrap my head around a past life for somebody else or even myself. I know that in this life, that whatever I don't accomplish or I, I, I hurt people and I don't learn from my lessons, I don't learn from my pain. Mm-hmm. We don't learn from the good stuff. We only learn from the hard stuff. And if I don't do those things that I'm supposed to do, there's going to be a penalty, whether it's in this life or, yeah, the next life, wherever that life is. Now, I didn't, I mean, I don't believe we come back as a cat or a dog or anything else. And it's really hard for me to believe that that I lived on this planet in a different life. However, but interestingly enough, Okay, you guys don't know, but I, I got my certification as a hypnotherapist. My mom was my first client because I have no friends. And um, <laughs> she, we, yes, you do. We, did, we did three, wait, right? Three, three. sessions. Mm-hmm. And, and how many past lives did we encounter? She went into a trance like that. Uh-huh. And you went to heaven first, right? Uh-huh. You went to your mother's womb. That was the third time. And then... Another time you went um, I was in to a, a fishing village. We don't even know when. Uh, a long time ago. You and that was my like drowning me. experience. Yeah, you're, yeah. And then you went to a cowboy town. Who knows when. And then you went to sometime in London in the 1800s. Right. Yeah. Right. And you were completely under. You woke up and had no idea. And we had this whole story of your past lives. So you've had a lot of lives. Well, obviously. But mm-hmm. I... You know, it's they, still hard to wrap your head around. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around that I lived on this earth in a past life. But how does the karma work You know, into that? Am I paying the price now for things that I did in the past? That doesn't seem quite fair. I think, I think you pay a price in this life, but it stops you from going to where you could go in the next life. So because you didn't learn that lesson, mm-hmm. I believe that you couldn't have accelerated into into this this really good place. Yeah. I want to believe that what I do here today is a precedent for what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm doing a lot of bad things and I'm making bad choices, um, it's going to be a pretty crap day tomorrow. But when we look into the far future, um, yeah, there's penalties for what we do. And obviously, since I went through this experience, a lot of it, I truly believe that I remembered some of it as in dreams. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was a manifestation of, of what maybe my subconscious, my spirit is trying to tell me, hey, you really did live on this earth before. Yeah. You know, um, That's what they say dreams are. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's, it's still really hard for me to wrap my head around that. It's, it's, um, I just, like I said, I believe that we came from a place and we made decisions because if we have choices today, we had choice. If there is a God, 
And he's given us choices today. He had to have given us choices before, and he has to give us choices later. Mm -hmm. Depending on the choices that we make, it's going to depend what our journey is going to be. He doesn't predetermine what that journey is. Um, speaking about your sister, Rachel, who, who passed, um, I believe that she knew what her journey was. And that gave me tremendous peace, knowing that she came to this earth and she touched so many lives. I believe that she chose this life. Mm -hmm. And she came down and through the pain that she went through, she, she had learned so much. I mean, she was so way above. Oh, I, I mean, she was a spiritual being having a human experience, mm -hmm. you know, pretty much. Um, so she went through this life of pain. But I believe this life for her, even though it was only 21 years, I think it was a blink of the eye in the big scheme of things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she chose this life. That's kind of like saying, um, okay, um, a pedophile or a, a rapist or a, a murderer, um, did they choose the journey? Well, when they got here, they had choices to make. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they said, I'm going to be a pedophile. Um, or God said, this is your journey or, for this life. Oh, yeah. God said, you're going to be born and, yeah. and, and you're going to you know, be a paraplegic uh, or you're going to be born. Uh, 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 God doesn't do bad things to us. He gives us the He gives us a choice. choice. And I think when we choose the harder things in this life, mm -hmm. the more difficult things. We progress. We progress that much faster mm -hmm. because our spirits were stronger to be able to, to make things. Make the class, yeah. you know, and then graduate early. There's a saying that uh, only the good die young. You yeah. know, I'm not sure that's entirely true because there's some pretty crappy people out there that's old. I mean, that's what I've read and that's what I've found in my studies getting the hypnotherapy certificate is they say that the people who come to this life and choose, choose the path that um, say that in this life you had Down syndrome or some sort of handicap they say that the people living those paths, they chose the hardest life possible to learn the lessons they needed to learn the quickest. Absolutely. I truly believe that. And I believe that they are spiritually just so strong. So much more advanced. Right. Yeah. right. And going back to karma, you know, um, because we have the choice, we can change our karma. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing and that can we can change. Karma. And we can create karma. Now, you take somebody that is, is devoid of feelings mm -hmm. or, or um, like a narcissist or a sociopath, mm -hmm. you know, um, they are unable to give because they don't have it. Mm -hmm. And it, I feel like they've, it's kind of like the alcoholic that douses his spirit with alcohol because he doesn't want to feel, he doesn't want to feel that spirit. Because you feed the spirit, the spirit's going to win. Mm -hmm. You know, so the more you douse that spirit, the less you have to give. You know, that narcissist simply cannot give to you mm -hmm. because he doesn't have it. And what you give is what you get back. That's, that's exactly what right. life's all about. And this is what we were talking about earlier this afternoon where we were sitting here on this couch having a conversation out of nowhere. I don't even know how we got to this topic, but we suddenly started having such a profound conversation that I said, we have to stop and record this later for a podcast because I was telling my mom that I was laying in bed the other night and I was like, oh my God, I had this epiphany. Like everything suddenly clicked and it made sense because I was thinking about how it seems so unfair 
when you look at people who hurt other people, the people who are the extreme narcissists, who are the, you know, the crazy sociopaths, the people who feel nothing and are devoid of all human emotion and things like that, and you look at them, and so many of them are the most successful people in the world. They're at the very fucking top of everything. They're on the Forbes list, they're millionaires, and we all look at these people and we know that they're doing bad things. We know that they're not good people, but they seem to always win and they seem to keep succeeding and they seem to beat the odds and to never have to pay for the pain that they've inflicted. And I was thinking about this and I was like, why? why? Like, why does this happen? Why, why did these people get away with it? Why do they never appear to have to pay for their evils and their sins? And I was laying there and I was laying there. And it all just made sense all of a sudden because, I mean, this is just my own logic, but I was thinking that, you know, we as human beings or we as spirits living the human experience, we tend to give over our power and we say, you know, if something goes wrong, oh, well, that, that, that was just God's plan or that was just what was meant to happen. And, oh, I, I, you know, I'm going through a hard time, but, you know, I can't do anything about it because this is the path. And I, I don't believe that anymore. I believe that God is sitting up there. He, he allowed us to have this life. He allowed us to have this experience, but he's not over, he's not up there, you know, planning out um, a monopoly board of what's going to happen next. We're in charge of that. We have free will. We choose what happens next. We create our destiny based off of our choices. So if that's true, then it only makes sense that karma really isn't some divine powerful force sitting up there and judging us and looking at our every choice and saying, oh no, no, Joe did this bad thing today, so I'm going to make a piano fall on his head tomorrow. That, I don't think that's how it works. I don't think that if we do something bad, the universe is going to come down and give us a hundred lashings. I think because we're spirits living a human experience, we are so powerful that we do it to ourselves. So as spiritual beings, when we do something horrible, when we do something unethical, when we do something that hurts another being, we know that we caused pain. So we know that we did something bad. We start to manifest the repercussions of those actions immediately. And we make, within you speaking about within, right. And we make something happen that says, Oh, well, well I did this shitty thing. So of course this shitty thing happened to me. Right. Right. So it's like, for example, to be completely just in, in layman's terms, like say, say I, I don't know. I, um, I have a clothing business. So say that I wanted to make extra money and I, sold someone something that was extremely horrible quality, such bad fabric that it gave them a rash, you know? And I was like, Haha, I don't care because I'm making money. I would feel bad because I have a conscience. I have empathy. And if that customer reached out and said, I got a fucking rash because of your pants, I would feel horrible. And because I felt so horrible, those feelings would manifest somehow because I would be blaming myself. I, I would know that I'm guilty of those actions, of those wrongdoings. So I would create a reality where I pay for those actions. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe I felt so bad that I didn't work hard enough the next day and I didn't make enough money. And I'm saying, oh, I didn't make enough money the next day because I did something bad. You could call that karma. You could call that God is punishing me. But 
when you think about it, I did it to myself because I was aware of the bad things that I did. So I was thinking, look at all these bad fucking people out there, these bad men and women, but mostly men, who are at the top of the industry, who are doing these awful things, and they're getting away with it. And you don't see them paying for anything. You don't see them facing consequences. You don't see karma hitting them. And I'm like, why? Why is it not coming after them? And then I realized their spirits are so flawed, they have no conscience. They have no sense of empathy. So when they do something horrible, like nothing, a woman, or bankrupt someone or kill someone, they feel nothing. Right. So their consciousness isn't telling them, hey, you did this bad thing, you got to pay for it. They don't have that sense of empathy. It's they because don't they're have... devoid of spirit. Exactly. So they have nothing telling them, hey, you, you, have to, you have to learn a lesson here. You have to make up for what you did. They don't have that. So there's nothing teaching them a lesson. Right. God isn't going to step in and send a thunderbolt he, because you have free will. Right. He's not going to punish you. You're meant to punish you. Right. So those people devoid of feeling, how do they get their punishment? And that's why I wanted to pull in the past lives because I'm, I'm fucking hoping that all these pieces of shit have a horrible next life. Well, first of all, I mean, go to the other side of it because I've heard people say, oh, so if these people... Um, are so bad, um, you know, and they don't have karma and nothing happens to them, does that mean they're going to go straight back to heaven? Because, no, they didn't have those lessons to learn. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to give. They're devoid of spirit. Mm -hmm. You have to remember that you that there's two of you, okay? I mean, you come down to this earth alone, you leave alone, and you stand alone. However, it's you, your physical body, and your spiritual being. That is your guiding star. That that is your di your direct connection with God. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is ask, and with everyone else. And well, the thing is, is that the more you make that 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 connection strong, which is simply by prayer, mm -hmm. okay, speaking to God, the stronger you make that, the stronger that connection is. Then all of a sudden, all those other people with the stronger with those strong connections, you're able to connect to them. Mm -hmm. You can walk down the street and look somebody in the eye and have a connection. And you can walk down the street and look somebody in the eye and it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Very often the nothingness is because those people, are they're not devoid of spirit because your spirit animates, propels, and motivates you. It's what keeps your body alive. So if you're alive, you have a spirit. You have a spirit, but it's just that that spark is hardly there. It's like the alcoholic dousing it, mm -hmm. pouring alcohol in it, almost killing it. But as long as you walk in, your spirit's still alive. You can ignite that at any time. Yeah. The problem with somebody that's so bad and so awful and, and, and they, they don't know how to give. They don't reach out to that spirit. They are all human. The human is, they, they lie, they steal, they gossip, they cheat, they, they, cheat, they indoctrinate, they've, they've got opinions about, about other people. They're judgmental, whereas your spirit is forgiving. Mm -hmm. It's non-judgmental, it's loving. Mm -hmm. you know? So I believe that those people that, that don't, I mean, first of all, would, would you want to live in that person's body oh, and be, you know, that you can't give to anybody? I feel sorry for them. As much as I don't like them, and I, I know a few of them, um, 
I would hate to walk around my life absolutely feeling nothing for anybody. I might as well be dead. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think there's going to be a the, the first consequence, the very first consequence is that they can't connect. They're not connecting with people. Yeah, but they, so they're but, being driven. They're but they human. don't care. They don't, they don't they have don't the care. feeling of longing and desperation because they are incapable of emotion. And the, uh, they, uh, oh, they do have a feeling of longing for themselves because they're yeah, the only like thing they care about. The only thing they care about is their physical, real body. They got to feed that. And the yeah, more they're, they're feeding human. their human side, the more they're dousing that spiritual side. It's like the wolf story. You know, where, where the little boy says to the grandpa, well, grandpa, which wolf won? The one you feed. You feed your spirit, it's going to overtake, you know, your, your human side. But if you're going to be feeding that human side, and that's what narcissists do, they're, they're feeding themselves and giving nothing back to anybody else. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a consequence for their actions. There always is. But I think the that's great the great universe debate. will take care of it. Is it... It's, and I think this is going to be so important for victims of abuse, especially narcissistic abuse, abuse by people who are devoid of feeling and seem to get away with everything is we want to know when are they going to get theirs? Is it in this life? I don't think so because they're never going to be aware enough. They're never going to be conscious enough right. to take ownership of their actions. So they're never going to pay the the, the consequences. Well, if we go back to the past life things, they're going to have another life and they're That's going to have to I'm come saying. back. It's like have you to... have, if, if you've been a victim of abuse by a narcissist or a sociopath, like you have to believe in past lives because that's the only faith we have that these people are going to get what is coming to them. Well, my best suggestion would be, remember when you were a little girl and I used to say to you, hold up that mirror. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's mean to you, you'd be holding up this, the, this invisible mirror and that person's reflection will go straight back to them and deflect off you. Yeah. It's not going to touch you or run like hell yeah. because you don't want that. Mm-hmm. You don't want what that person hasn't got to give. You know, um, they're going to contaminate you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to take from you. And um, just run like hell. Get out of there. That's my best suggestion. You don't want to be around people like that because they're going to hurt you. Yeah. They, they are only out for themselves. And you've got a choice. You can stand there and take it. You know, you can be a big tough guy and take it. But what good is that going to do you? You've got to let it wash off you like, you know, water off a duck's back. Wear it like a light cloak. You've got to get away from that. Surround yourself with people that you can connect with. If you can't connect with somebody, run. Okay, but that's amazing advice. But what about advice for the people who don't have... The, the ability to run. The ability or the, you know, the luxury of running. What about the people who are trapped with these people, whether it be in a marriage or, you know, in, in, a, in a family, the people who cannot get away from these bad people who are devoid of, of feeling? Like, you know, what, what, what do we tell them? You know, Nick, I'm sorry for those people that are trapped. I mean, there's no money, they can't get out, they, you know, they're dependent on this person, but there's always a choice. Um, and your choice to stay with somebody like that is, it's, it's going to destroy you. Mm-hmm. There's always a choice. You always have, it's the only gift that you've got that God gave you is a choice. And you always have a choice. I mean, there are, there are places you can go to, there's people that you can, you know, that you can get help for from. You certainly don't want to stay in that relationship because of fear. Fear is the only thing that's stopping you. Mm-hmm. But once you have faith 
You cannot have fear. They cannot be in the same place. They can't coexist. So if you're praying, you're going to get the answer. What most people don't realize is that when you pray and you ask, and you ask for yourself to better yourself or to, or to have a better life for yourself and your children, or you pray for the good of somebody else, you'll always get it. If you're going to pray for the lottery, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. But if you're praying for yourself to make yourself a better person, to be able to be an instrument of God to help other people later on, you are always going to get an answer. And the more you pray and the more faith you have, the fear dissipates. You can't, you can't have faith and fear in the same category. It just doesn't yeah. work. They're two opposites. Okay, I just had a really deep thought. And I don't know if people are going to follow this. And I want to know your opinion. We were talking about those people obviously, who are um, devoid of feeling, who don't seem to have a sense of consciousness, who have doused their spirit so much to the point where they can commit acts of evil and don't have to endure the consequences because their spirit is unable to teach them the lesson because they aren't recognizing that that they are causing pain and doing bad things. So they aren't punishing themselves, so to speak. Those people... Now I'm wondering, that defect that's causing that, uh-huh. is it spiritual or is it human? Because if it's human, then in the next life, maybe they won't have this problem. And maybe they'll have great karma. I mean, I, I mean obviously they'll have hey, to... Hey, maybe they'll have to make up for what they did in the past life. But, but say that they go to the next life and in, in the past it was a human defect, so they don't have to you know, um, make more karma? Or is it a spiritual defect? Are they going from life to life doing the same shit over and over again? What? Think about it. Being a sociopath or a narcissist, is it a human defect or a spiritual defect? I think it's a spiritual defect. Then they're fucked for all eternity. That doesn't make any sense. Why would God do that? Why would he create a spirit? They made a choice. They made it. They devoid of spirit because they're not feeding it. So you... They're devoid of. They made okay. a choice not to feed that spirit. They're feeding their human side. So they're you feeding think that power. they started out in the beginning as a perfect soul, a perfect oh, absolutely. spirit, and then through their experiences, they became devoid and absolutely. That they made choices because of the choices life. where money was more important than family. I mean, you've heard of people that will do drugs. They would sell their mother's drugs to get their fix, or steal their mother's drugs. Or, or, I mean, there's people that just don't care about other people because they, they've got to take care of their human side. They become more and more devoid of spirit. The more human you are, the less spiritual you are. But do you have an idea how terrifying that conclusion is? Yeah, because people walking around are pure evil. And they've been evil for a long time. And they haven't learned and they're getting more evil. That's what's fucking scary. And that also means that the reality of the situation is they have no real sense of awareness they have no conscience no. and they're going to keep going on progressing in this life and the next and the next and the next causing more pain and destruction and wreckage and getting away with it no they don't get away with it i mean well, hold on when does it catch up because karma essentially as i believe it is the lessons that we teach ourselves the the punishment that comes from accepting what we've done and owning it and being responsible for it spiritually. So if they aren't capable of that, how are they ever going to learn the lesson? Very good question. I'm thinking that, that I mean, if, if that's the way you want to go, um, 
maybe they will never learn that lesson because they are so human and they have to feed themselves with the power and the money and the glory and, and you know, all that narcissistic stuff. Maybe they just go through this life destroying everything around them. But I can tell you right now that within them, they are very, very unhappy people. They, I mean, that, that is part of their, their punishment is because when you think about it, yeah. I mean, when you are spiritually aware, you have no fear. I mean, everything is you're on your little pink cloud. You're good. I don't know, really know the answer to that. That's why I said you have a choice. Stay away from them. Get yeah, away from them. We don't know how that choice. You know, because we don't, I mean, we don't know how far this person's going to go, how much destruction he's going to do. But you have a choice whether you want to stay there or not. And you've got to get out. You've got to get away from it. Take yourself out of that environment completely. Yeah, but what you if, don't what have if, to be what touched. What if you can't get your children out of that environment? What about the people uh, who are stuck like that? Then I guess what you have to do is just um, pray. Pray and be the best person that you can be. If you're in a situation, well, you know, you've got a mother and a father and the father's a jerk and, and, and the, the kids have got to go to the father and the kids are learning this, this bad stuff from the father um, in being indoctrinated, being, being hurt by the father because he's devoid of truly taking care of, of their they can take care of their physical needs. That that is very capable, maybe, maybe sometimes. But they they're so selfish that even that is 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 limited. But they definitely will not give them that spiritual food that they need. That's going to have to be up to the mother to make sure that that child is given so much more and the blessings is going to come to her from that because not only is she teaching her children, but she's learning this lesson and she's creating good karma. And in and, and doing that, she's creating good karma yeah. for herself and her children. And that is your best defense against these bad people, is, is you've got to continue to create your good karma. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. Take responsibility for your actions. Yeah. It's, it's a hard topic because, like I said, it's hard for me to wrap my head around past lives. I do know that whatever I do in this life, if I don't make amends for it, and I don't take responsibility for it, there's going to be some consequence later on, and it's going to be harder for me. I mean, but, but we, think we learn it. from these lessons. If we can't learn in this easy life, it's going to be so much harder later on. Yeah. You know, and I'm not sure if it's because I believe that maybe we'll be spiritual beings later on and we won't have the body to be able to feed this, mm -hmm. this, you know, this stuff to. But then you've got to go back to the... the, the reincarnation, you know, um, how does that really work? It fascinated me because my whole life I've had that choking thing that happens mm. to me for no reason. Oh, I know. There was never, I mean, how many times did you give me the Heimlich because I was choking for no reason? I, I'd sit there and start choking. I literally learned the Heimlich when I was five years old from watching Law & Order SVU and I saved your life. How, the, how many times? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were just this little kid and you would, and, and you would just get me to start breathing. And that happened my whole life. And you never knew why. I never, and I went for therapy. I went for acupuncture. I went, I mean, I, I went for every kind of help that you could get. Nothing ever helped. And, and um, when you did that, that session with me, 
I started choking. Yeah, and, and I was in the water and I was drowning. I was yeah, looking for, for people who are listening. We did a past life, and it's so funny doing this on her because she isn't completely convinced. But when I did this session on her, she went out like a freaking light, and she was gone. And all the, like I didn't even think she was in deep trance yet. And all of a sudden, she was telling me about she was this little girl in this tribal village, and they were beating mats, and they lived in a, a cave. And she was like, what do you mean money? I don't know what the word money means. And she was telling me how they traded and how, you know, they caught fish and everyone was wearing loincloths and colorful clothes. And I was like, okay, let's fast forward and let's go, let's go to your last day of this life. And she was underwater and she was trying to search for something. And all of a sudden she got stuck and she started to choke and she felt fear and she drowned and I walked her through her death in a past life. She was choking as a child. And, you know, I fast forwarded her a little bit more and she was watching her family pack up and leave. And she was so sad and so alone, just being the only one left. And she didn't understand why her family was leaving. And she woke up from that session and I was like, holy shit, you drowned in a mm -hmm. past life. You mm -hmm. told me every last detail. What you and you know, like, since then, hmm. I haven't had a single choking experience. Look at that. Isn't that wild? I, that's what, yep. But I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Because, you know, I mean, I still believe in God. And I believe we came here for a reason. And we have a journey. And we've got things to accomplish. And we learn from our lessons. We only learn through pain. But think about it. You think God, the way that he loves us so much think he would give us one, one little tiny one life ride around the fucking carousel no. no probably not one chance god is like oh i created you you perfect being you got one shot either either you do great or you're going to hell i don't believe that i believe that no, he that, wants us to learn and he'll give us chance after chance after chance as long as it takes and we're in charge of how long it takes because think about it how are you supposed to overcome these things if you don't have a physical body. Uh -huh. Because if you're a spiritual being, you're pretty much perfected, right? Yeah. So you'd have I mean, to have a physical body yeah. to be able to overcome these things. Our body is what limits us. Mm -hmm. I mean, our thoughts is what limits us, right? If we were, so that does if, make sense. If we were just spirits all the time, we'd be perfect all the time. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have to be here. We wouldn't we, hurt. We'd, we'd be wouldn't... in the celestial kingdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that does, I mean, that does make sense. You. I just, I, and I wonder if that's what they call that veil of forgetness. So you don't remember those things. Well, Otherwise, if, if we knew, then we would just skate past this right. life and then there would be no learning. Right. We're here to learn. This isn't a fucking vacation. We're here to learn and we, and we have to pass that on. Yeah. That's what, all of those things that we learn, those it's, important it's things. It's not just about our spiritual journey. We're here to learn, yes, but the most important thing is to help others heal. Right. And that's what I was taught is that, yes, it's so important for your own spiritual growth. But if you're only focusing on yourself, you have so much more to learn. Oh, yeah. You're here to help other people. Definitely. And narcissists and sociopaths, they are not helping anyone. So that's why they need life after life after life after life. Well, that's why God gave us this incredible gift, the Holy Spirit, which is our spirit. 
And when we can connect with God and we make that that a strong connection, then we're able to connect with these other people who are also good spiritual people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all do bad things, let's face it, no matter how spiritual you are. Of course. You know, but then you can connect. That's how you can help these people because you can identify them. You can relate to them immediately. And you know it as well as I do. I mean, you can walk into a room. Well, I can walk into a room. And I can look at somebody and there'll be that connection mm-hmm. without a word being spoken. And I can look at somebody else and I want to retreat immediately. Yep. I mean, you, it's just, it depends on where your spirituality is. Yep. And I think if we continue to feed our spirituality, we really don't have to worry about too much of what's going on in this world, except doing the very best we can. Yeah. You know, just being the very best people we can and pray. And always ask. People forget to ask. You know, there's, in the Bible it says, knock and you will receive. Oh, the doors will open to you. People simply don't ask. You've yeah. got to ask. And then besides asking, when you're in that spiritual condition and you are on your knees and you are in desperate need for this help, and I'll tell you what, the, the most important thing that, that I can relate to is when Rachel died, mm-hmm. I said to God, I said, I said, you promised me that if I asked, you would help me. And I'm begging you, take this pain because I can't do it. And I felt that instant, it was instantaneous, this incredible peace that went through me. And like just this knowledge, this knowledge, and I can't even tell you what it was, but it was just this pure white knowledge. And it was peace. Mm -hmm. There was no fear. Um, and I've carried that. You know, people often say to me, you need to go to therapy because you haven't mourned your daughter properly. But I did. And, and I, still, I still communicate with her because my spirit is strong and her spirit was strong. And because we got the strong spirits, even though her body is not here, our spirits are, are so much stronger. It goes oh, on yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, this is just very limited, very temporal. So, um, you know, you have to ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. And besides asking, you've got to do it in humility and you've got to do it with the strength of your spirit and you've got to believe it. Mm-hmm. And when you're asking, you've got to know that you are talking to God and you will feel it instantaneously. He has never let me down. No, no. I'm an alcoholic. The day I begged God to take away the obsession, I never had another drink. I'd go to AA and people are talking about white knuckling and DTs and, 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 and sweating and going through. And I'm like, it didn't happen to me. And I drank for 28 years and I passed, I blacked out for 10 years every night prior to stopping. I drank every day. And I feel like your recovery and the way that your recovery went was because that during that time, you were operating more from a spiritual side. And the Absolutely. people, the people who were, were white-knuckling, they were operating from nearly almost a, a human side. And when I spoke to some of them, and I sponsored quite a few of them, the one thing that they weren't doing is praying. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a simple gift. God gave it to us. We don't have to pay for it. All you've got to do is do it. You've got to want it. The funny thing is, is how we sabotage ourselves. The one thing we don't do when we need it the most is pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we can get all the answers. You asked me the other day, how did you know? Where did you come up with this, this, this notion that we lived before and we had choices and we came down here? And I said, pray. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. Because you know when you're a kid and you have a parent who has these beliefs in this belief system and you hear it so often it becomes like yeah 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 like I know she told me blah 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 and you don't think much about it and then I was sitting here at 29 years old and I was like how the 
fuck did you know that? It was only after you'd read that. So many people are saying this, you know, yeah, the I, same thing. Yeah, it's like this, but this, when you hear it from your parents, it's like, come on. I know, but this revolution is happening now where people are awakening spiritually and they're saying these profound things. And I was like, wait, my mom told me that when I was five years old. Right. And I'm like, how right. did you know that? Pray. That's insane. It's not just praying. It's when you pray and you ask these things, um, you might not get the answers immediately, but, but it's very important that you do have a conscious connection with God. Mm. So it's praying every day, preferably twice a day, sometimes more if you want. But it doesn't have to be long prayers. Just, just make that connection. Check in. You, you just got to check in. But as you get stronger and stronger in your spirituality, you, you, you lose fear. You lose, you, you only want to do the good things. You only want to do the kind things. If you think of it in the sense of, of taking medicine, okay, do you want a reaction or do you want a response? Well, your spirit responds. Your human side, there's a reaction. And those reactions are usually awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about medicine. Do you want a response or a reaction? You always want a response. It's going to work better for you. God, so I, you have, have to feed yourself spiritually. I had a profound thought, and then I completely lost it because you were saying something profound at the same time. And actually, my answer to you was going to be something else, but I lost it. In, I have was no idea. <laughs> I don't even know how we started. <laughs> but it's awesome to think about it, you know. And, hey, if you're confused about it, maybe we should pray about it yeah. and ask, you know, what's, what's going on? I think you gave a lot of really good advice during this. Is there anything else you want to you put out there for anyone listening who is tuning in because they want to know our advice on karma? Is there anything that you want to leave us with? Well, that you are responsible for yourself. You're responsible for your own salvation and you're responsible for your own peace. Um, you've got choices. And for goodness sakes, make the choice that's going to work best for you because you're the only person that's going to take care of you. If you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of your kids or your family. Take care of yourself first and make the right choices for yourself. Mm-hmm. No matter, and the harder the choices you make, the greater the gifts are going to be. Because the things that come easy, there's no lessons in there. Yeah. So the harder, the, the, no matter how hard your life is, you will get through it. And you'll become stronger and a better person. And you'll be able to give more to other people because of those lessons that you've learned. Some people embrace that and say, bring it on. Well, I'm not that good. Yeah. It's like I'd really, really rather not have all of these problems. Mm-hmm. You know? um, but when they do come along, realize that you can it's, only grow yeah. from them. I feel you like can pass it on. The number one thing that I feel like has stuck with me out of all the advice you've given me my whole life, which has been a lot, you're kind of like a walking Afrikaans fortune cookie. <laughs> you have given me an unbelievable amount of advice. You know to what remember. I say about fortune cookies. <laughs> <laughs> the number no. one thing that I've remembered throughout my whole life is that you've always said, if you're ever in doubt, if you ever don't know what to do, if you're ever lost, just do the next right thing. Absolutely. And I feel like that's just probably the best advice I've ever gotten. Right. You can't go wrong, really. No. Nope. Just do the best. I mean, and do the best you can. Yeah. Nobody expects more than that. Yeah. You know, in, in every walk of life. I also suggest that people read The Four Agreements. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a very book. easy book to read, but it's the hardest thing to live. Yeah. You know, um, the authenticity of your word. 
how powerful your word can be. Um, not taking things personally, dropping your opinions, and just doing the best you can. Mm. And one of my favorite sayings in the whole world is expectations are premeditated resentments. Oh, I know. <laughs> so drop your expectations. You because resentments is what's going to feed that, that, that human side. You build up these resentments, and, and sometimes a person doesn't even know that you are resentful against yeah, them. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking poison in order to kill you. And it, right. It's not fucking right. working. It doesn't work very well. No. no. And that's, you know, and I think that's really what narcissists are, are doing. They are drinking their own poison, trying to kill other people, but ultimately they're going to kill themselves. Yeah, but they're also fumigating the rest of us at the same time. That's why you run. You get away. <laughs> oh, because you the can't luxury. Con- you can't control people, places, or things. And you certainly can't control, you know, um, a narcissist. So what you've got to do is run mm. or deflect them. You know, um, you, you can't control it. You've got to get away, and that's a choice. I think our next podcast will be completely on narcissism and other things to come. But I want to thank you, Mama Heaton, for being here today because I think that you and your knowledge and your advice has helped a lot of people. Well, Nikki, I, I, I don't know. Once again, it's the other person's choice, but I can remember you as a child when you asked me, what am I going to be? And I said, you can be anything you want, Nick. And you said, really? I think I'll be the president of the United States. And then you looked at me and you go, nah, I think I'm going to sing. <laughs> it was a choice and you did it. So I'm so proud of you. and Thank, thank you for you. having me here. Anytime. I think we're going to have you back again because I think you're going to make this podcast a hit because I am obviously not um, interesting enough to do this on my own. You have made this an an absolute hit. You can just sing. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. I I hope you guys enjoyed this. Bye-bye.